hello, hello. That's right. a trademark. It's yeah, a trademark. Yeah, yeah, you, you got it. I, I'm still trying to find my introduction. I I don't know. I'm still thinking of the Mega Mind one, but it's I don't know. Oh, the Olo thing. Yeah, Olo, yeah. but that's not me, you know. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't think people know what it is exactly. Anyway, it's okay. Yeah, it's a great <laughs> movie, Mega Mind, <laughs> or no, Will Ferrell. Will Ferrell. Sorry, yeah. not one of the two. Good start. <laughs> okay, well, you, I mean, if you've been with us as long as you have, props to you. Welcome back once again. Uh, we have a special one for you today. We do. Um, do you want to introduce? Let you do the honors. Absolutely. I'll, I'll talk a um, yeah, so just kind of throwback. Um, we previously had a guest speaker. Uh, his name was Bryce Taylor on the podcast and he, he talked about his band and he actually helped uh, perform for us for our, our party that we yeah, had a couple two weeks, weeks ago. ago. So we, we awesome. thank him again. Um, but what's cool is we have a cool connection with that. Um, his sister, Kristen, sorry, I don't know how to pronounce your last name. How do you no one it? knows how to pronounce it. Okay. <laughs> yeah, cool. so you're, you're good. It's Petrucci. Petrucci. Yeah. Okay. Is that like Italian? It's or? very much Italian. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Phew. Okay. Got the right European touch. Um, so yeah, she came to the party and, um, we're lucky to have her on the, the show right now. Um, she's a mental health coach, um, specifically for men in the workforce. Is that correct? Yes, that's right. Okay. Nice. Do you want to tell us a little bit about you and, and how yeah. you started in that field? Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. So I am a transformational speaker and I am a corporate mental wellness expert and I want and do help men live victoriously. Yeah. And I got into this mainly because I have a great, deep respect for men. And I have six brothers. I am a mom of three sons. And I've been... Right? (laughs) Yeah. um, I'm actually... I've been divorced and married again. And I have just seen how much... And, of course, I have a dad that I absolutely love. Mm -hmm. But I've seen how much uh, men... What they do is they really bulldoze through life and really struggle mm-hmm. instead of reaching out to people and right. until they reach almost a breaking point sometimes. And with the positive psychology background that I have, I just really decided that I really wanted to help men because men have done so much for me and mm-hmm. I want to give back to them. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, that is fantastic. Uh, appreciate you being here. Uh, you know, it's funny, when, when you said you were focusing on men, immediately what I thought was, that's interesting because I know for a fact, <laughs> like you said, men bulldoze, we, we don't talk <laughs> about certain things. Even, I mean, I've been known yeah. many a times, people tell me that, you know, uh, you, you just kind of, you don't open up. You yeah, know, you, gotta, you, you gotta open up, man. Well... <laughs> yeah, maybe we'll have a counseling session uh, yeah. right here. Oh. So, Christian, this is actually an intervention to you. I, sorry, I, I had to bring it up somehow. So. Uh, that's why you invited me. I knew there was a person. Yep, yep. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, sorry. There's a... but, but no, that's... Uh, that, that's and and uh, uh, one of the, the female listeners that we have, they actually told us, they were like, I could definitely see mostly men listening to... And the for the most part, the feedback that I get is mostly from men. So this is yeah. this is almost perfect to have you on here, uh, fellas. 
Are you ready to open up? <laughs> this is a safe space, okay? That's right. Place. Now, I want to put out there that I'm not a sort of, you know, I'm not a therapist, but I am a coach. So let's put that out there first. Okay, yes. Yeah. You know. And if, yeah, if you do need to reach out to a therapist, then there are people <laughs> right, out right, there. Right. So. right. Or maybe somebody could reach out to you and, and try to find out how to do this victorious life, you know? Yes. Absolutely, Yes. Um, kind of a question I have for you then with this, because um, I know mental health has become uh, a more transparent subject. I think before, like growing up, we didn't really talk about it as much or it wasn't really believed as an issue. Mm-hmm. But I feel like now, and what's cool is you, you talk about in, in regards to like the workplace um, and how companies should you know treat their employees and really you know, make it serious if their employees are having those issues. But based on like your experience, what do you think are some of the factors that have contributed to to mental health issues that you've seen? It's like stress or... Oh, absolutely. So, you know, there are so many factors that contribute to mental health and there's definitely stress. Mm -hmm. There's health. Uh, You know, the United States, we have some of the most unhealthy people in the world. (laughs) Um, we also, we tend to not cope with our stress in a good way. Okay. In fact, according to um, the Anxiety and Depression Association of America, mm-hmm. 74% of Americans struggle with at least a moderate amount of, of stress and anxiety. And they say that it affects them at work. Okay. And so it's actually affecting them with presenteeism so they're at work but mm-hmm. they're not paying attention to what they're doing or right. absenteeism they just don't go to work because they can't handle the stress that they're going in through okay and i personally have seen it in my own life in march 2016 i um my husband woke up to the bed shaking violently and he thought it was actually an earthquake and we had mm-hmm. our seven-month-old sleeping next to us and when he woke up it was not an earthquake it was me Oh. And I was having a grand mal seizure in my sleep. Oh, wow. And this grand mal seizure lasted longer than five minutes. Mm-hmm. And at the end of that seizure, while he was calling the EMTs, I stopped breathing. And oh, so wow. my husband was there watching me with my baby, and he lost his wife. And so my husband you know, in that moment had a very traumatic event, which caused yeah. PTSD. And he only took one day off of work, or maybe two, and then he had to go back to work. Oh, jeez. And so if you think about that, there's so many times where people are under high stress. They have depression or they have anxiety. Mm -hmm. Someone is sick in their household. And men go back to work and act like nothing's happening because Mm -hmm. they don't talk to anybody about it. Right. Okay. Jeez. I feel like it's maybe even a, a coping mechanism for, for men, like, to to have, like, a routine. to Like, if they immediately go back to work, they kind of, like, dig into their, their work and that, like, so they don't have to deal with that kind of the, the emotional pain or, or the traumatic experience they had. Yeah. Um, Just, I mean, thinking of, you know, when school... Because that's the biggest thing in my life. Oops. Is that what I want to say? I don't know. Ever, ever. Um, <laughs> <laughs> she is the most important thing in life. How about biggest school. stress? There you go. There, yeah, you go. there we go. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> not, not her. Not, uh, not you. No, no. Not you, gorgeous. <laughs> 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 <laugh
stress girl, but school is right. your biggest stress. How about that? Yeah, but um, <laughs> but yeah. So so when that's really taking its toll, I find that I'll go to the gym. You know, but right when after I'm done with that, I just get right back to it. I am. I mean, I would. I don't know. She says I'm a workaholic, but, and a lot of people do, right. because I work so much. But I just I find joy in it to an extent. You know what I mean? Like, and even when things get down, like, I escape to work. I don't mm-hmm. know. Well, that is actually a very common thing. A lot of men and women turn to when they have anxiety um, or high stress. Instead of going through the motions, kind of working it out, they just go to work. Yeah. But then you don't actually work through the problem. You just put it off. Mm. And it just builds and builds mm. and builds until you blow up. Yeah. Yeah. So if you are under high stress, there are actually several things you can do to help yourself, even at work or at school, mm-hmm. that can help release some of that stress. And that's something that I focus on in my practice and in my coaching, which is called mindfulness. I'm sure okay. you've heard of mindfulness. Right, yeah. But I actually focus on two things specifically. And those two things are active gratitude. Okay. And then I call it the essence of awe. And ah. the, yes. Ah. <laughs> I know, right? Ah. Yes. That's cool. Now, the essence of awe is where you find joy in the present moment. But if you cannot find joy, let's say you're really stressed out, you have negative thoughts going around and around and around. Right. You you recognize that that is happening and you take you actually before this actually happens you have practiced finding a moment of joy in your life or a time where you have felt love joy or peace and that's already your go-to place okay so you take a really deep breath Mm -hmm. you focus on that moment or even just looking at the sky looking at the trees finding something to focus on other than these negative thoughts that are going around in your mind And I personally have practiced this because after my grand mal seizure, I actually suffered from brain trauma and brain damage. Oh, wow. And for two months, I couldn't even be alone with my kids at all. Like, if I was going on a walk with the kids, if they had a blanket over them, uh, several times the blanket flew off, I'd even see the blanket fly off my kids. Oh. I had to go back another mile and find my blanket. Uh Or leaving pots on the stovetop. Like, I was completely... I completely had issues. And I had very, very high amounts of rage, stress, anxiety, suicidal ideations. Mm -hmm. And so I personally have practiced the essence of awe and was able to get out of my head and into my life. And it saved my life. Okay. And I know that this helps a lot of people. In fact, uh, a man, psychologist called Guy Wise. Mm-hmm. Oh, Guy Wint. Guy Wint. He uh, has a TED Talk, and he talks about mental hygiene. How we always take care of our own hygiene, mm-hmm. but we tend to put off mental hygiene. But it's just as important as washing your armpits, mm-hmm. yeah. cleaning out your ears. Well... You know, doing these practices that bring you centered and get the stress out of your life, get the stress out of your head is just as important. And that's where I learned to take that pause was actually from him. Okay. But then I turned it into the essence of awe, which is, you know, really focusing on that loved one or something that brings me peace. Right. Oh, that's, that's really cool. Yeah. Um, so is this kind of like you, you teach men like, hey, whenever you're feeling this way, that you should do this or is it kind of like just do it once a day or 
Maybe it's like a mixture of both. It's like like anytime you you start having negative thoughts or you're stressed out of work, you go Uh to it. Okay. And the thing is, a lot of times men don't recognize that they feel anxiety or that they're depressed. That's true. Or that they're highly stressed. I mean, they might feel like, man, I can't get anything done at work. Right. But usually, um, a lot of studies have shown that men actually go to anger, frustration, Mm -hmm. Instead of feeling anxiety. Do you guys ever feel angry? Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, when, when, when the stressful situation comes around, no, but is that what you're talking about? Yeah. Yeah. I don't think so. I, I feel a little frustrated a lot of times. Um, like, for me, I, I, I'm starting to realize, like, especially if, like, I have a, a list of tasks I feel like I'm a perfectionist where I have mm. to... You definitely are. Oh, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> so now the intermission is for me. <laughs> cool. All right, second part. Um, but yeah, like I, I'm obsessed with doing tasks and having a list of tasks and then being like, okay, I need to do all of these. And if I don't do all of these, you know, I'm a failure or mm-hmm. I, I, can, I can't progress or things like that. And it's taking me like a really long time to, one, understand that, you know maybe I have these really high expectations for myself that, mm-hmm. you know, it's not really possible to do or even necessary per se. Um, as well as just being okay with, you know, a little bit of improvement. Um, I've heard this idea, I think it's called like the 1% improvement. Just the idea of even though you're slightly changing and you're improving over time, that's going to have a greater effect than, you know, trying to do everything at once. Like, it's like, you know, going to the gym on New Year's. You're like, okay, I'm going to get in shape. <laughs> you know, and you, you do that for like two hours one day. And then just for the rest of the time, you're just like, nope, because you're so sore and you're, you're, your body just rejects that. So I kind of equate that maybe to mental health is just realizing, hey, you can't solve your, your problems with depression or anxiety all at once absolutely um and it's going to be a process and i don't even know necessarily that you'll ever be able to figure out i think that's something that you'll always have to deal with Mm -hmm. but you'll learn ways to cope with it and identify those you know those stress or triggers that exhibit such behavior i I love that because like me personally i have seizures still and so anytime i have my seizures aren't falling on the floor and no one would even know i'm having a seizure Oh, okay. I could be talking to you guys and having a seizure, and you would have no idea. Oh. So, I know, right? Uh. It's, pretty, <laughs> it's pretty trippy. Yeah. But I feel like if I lived in India, they'd be like, you are a saint, you are, you know, a, gu- oh. a guru. Oh. But I used to, my seizures used to be uh, where I would have a smell come to me, and then okay. a deja vu dream, uh, and then yeah. I'd feel a lot of fear. Okay. And then sometimes I would cry. And so it's like I could be in two places at once. I... But the thing is with my seizures is after I have seizure activity, then for two or three days I have anxiety, I have depression, sometimes phobia or thoughts that just don't make sense but seem real to me. Like your right. husband doesn't love you or 
is he talking to all these women? Or right. I mean, just really dumb, stupid things. Mm-hmm. But to me, it feels real. And so right. I have to yeah. practice this okay. all the time. So I'm not just saying, hey, this is a really cool tool. No, I actually right. practice this all the time. Because I have seizure activity. Uh-huh. I'll wake up like a train hit me. I'm like, oh, I must have had some activity during the night. Mm-hmm. And then the phobia okay. comes or the anxiety right. comes. And I have to like work through it uh, all the time. For it. So, but I know I can get through it now. Right. That's interesting like, that you have identified what your triggers are already like and then you you're implementing these procedures to help you cope with that I think yeah and what's what's interesting about mental health at least what I've I feel like is there's just so many different aspects of it so you can say at least for me like you can say do one thing but it it might not work out for that person per se mm-hmm. um, but there are I feel like there are general trends that do help um alleviate the, the symptoms especially like gratitude there's a lot of I actually did a paper in my college days about uh, gratitude and just the the, the impact that it has um, I love that you bring that up Enoch because I actually launched a pilot study uh-huh. and it's currently still open so anyone listening I want you to go and participate on my uh, website there you go. we'll give you the deets after and of participants have stated that they wish that at work someone would just express gratitude Mm -hmm. to show appreciation. It's even above monetary rewards, written letters, Mm -hmm. uh, a plaque on the wall, (laughs) employee of the month. Um, Should we take a note? Right? Yeah. (laughs) Especially if you're going into business, you guys. Yeah, for sure. In fact, yeah, you're working. You're going to be working a you know Qualtrics. You'll be like, hey guys, I've got this new innovative idea. Yeah, yeah. I'd be like, I'm no, okay, I, I would like you to yeah. say KP Speaks told me about this, yeah, but you know, course, whatever. Bring me out. in for an interview. Uh, <laughs> but gratitude is huge. And then, like you mm-hmm. said, like a lot of people maybe resonate with one type of mental health care versus another. Mm-hmm. And so I have a list on there of what people uh, might want for their mental care at work. Okay. And. So some of the options are like a walk outside, okay. therapy on site, yoga, group work together, mm-hmm. uh, just free time. And the top three answers, it might skew my results for everyone that's going to respond, but um, <laughs> is a walk outside, which was surprising to me. Really? Yeah. Oh, wow. uh, the other one is meditation and the other one is exercise. Okay. So I was thinking everyone's going to be like, therapy on site. Right, yeah, yeah. It's and like, nope. Free. No, they're just like, I want to go for a walk. Yeah, that, that's I want to so go outside. Yeah. yeah, that's like so simple. And that people just feel like they have to have, you know, like when you mentioned like a therapist, like mm-hmm. someone professionally trained that will help them understand their, their mental mindset. But, yeah. you know, like exercise and those, those small and simple things, not to get all churchy on you, you guys, but just... The, the small and simple things are what make the biggest impact yeah. in people's lives. And I, I feel like we sometimes overlook that because we're looking for a, a grand change or a grand thing that would make us be whole, per se. I don't right. know. Yeah. And gratitude is huge. With positive psychologists, mm-hmm. I mean, I had a whole class where almost the whole class was about gratitude. Yeah. And how it pulls you literally out of yourself. Right. And into re- realizing the the grand you know just how grand life can be Mm -hmm. and that's the other part that I you know talk about a lot is active gratitude and you know being grateful is one thing where you write down three things and for type a people it actually it's shown that it doesn't really work because they're like got it done check 
Okay. So I was about to ask you yeah. like, what the difference between just regular gratitude and active. Yeah. Is. So active gratitude is more where you have to internalize. You internalize a feeling with what you're grateful for. So like at the dinner table, sometimes we'll say, you know, what are you grateful for, for the, to the kids? And then mm-hmm. we'll kind of maybe let's say my son will be like, I'm grateful for video games. I'm like, oh, great. You know? <laughs> like, oh. Yeah, future addict. No, just kidding. Right, yeah. um, but uh, video games. And so I'm like, well, how do you feel when you play video games? Mm-hmm. Happy, excited. And so you, you know, you Interesting. bring a feeling with it. So as an adult, instead, when you're writing your three things down, you're like, I'm grateful that I get to go to sleep. And so uh-huh. you take a deep breath, and you're just like, this feels so good that I'm going to be going to bed. <laughs> Interesting. Um, people that are really happy go even beyond that, where they look in their fridge, and they see, let's say, a carton of milk. And they don't mm-hmm. just see a carton of milk. They're like, this is amazing that I have this carton of milk. And think of all those people that it took to get this milk here. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Or thankful for these sheets instead of, I don't have a 1,200-count sheets. Mm-hmm. You know, like, I have a bed to sleep in or I have running water. And so that's where you get to the higher level where you have these really grateful people that are able to live a grateful lifestyle. And so it's practicing little steps Mm -hmm. and you get to this point where you start living a grateful lifestyle as you point these things out and you start Mm -hmm. internalizing the gratitude with feelings. So it needs to be a visceral experience. Right. And that really resonates with me because I've I've tried those techniques of just writing. Like, I I tried for, like, a month doing a Mm -hmm. every day, write five things that I'm grateful for. And I just felt like it was more of a chore. Mm -hmm. I was like, oh, okay, well, I already said I was grateful for food twice this week like what else can I say like but um yeah I like the the idea of associating with a feeling yeah um because as much as we like to think we are logically uh creatures I think a lot of it is based on emotion absolutely uh, humans are are driven by the, the emotion you can see that in any field I feel like mm-hmm. and that's why we're we've advanced so much and we're so creative is because we have those passions yeah, are you so so in that explanation? Were you saying like it goes beyond, it, it goes into impact and and uh, I mean I, I guess from the beginning stages to get to where you are like raw material into something is that what you're kind of with the gratitude? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So let's say like even this cup of water I have right here. Mm-hmm. Okay. So I actually I lived in Paraguay for a year and a half. So mm-hmm. right now I actually every day when I drink water to bring in that gratitude mindset, I when I drink my water, I kind of put both hands on my cup and I look at my water before I drink and I take a deep breath. And so that brings me right to the moment, makes me present so I don't mm. have racing thoughts or anything. Right. And then I actually picture in my mind this well that's in Paraguay of this family that was, it was really dirty water and they drank it every single day. They didn't even boil it. Oh, wow. And it made them sick. But I think of that well, and I think of how fortunate I am that I have water right here running out of my tap that is cold. Their, well, their water wasn't really cold mm-hmm. without any bugs in it. Right. And I drink it, and I thank it for replenishing and feeding my body and my soul. Mm-hmm. I've been doing that for almost nine weeks now, and it has been it has been fascinating to see yeah. how grateful I am for water, but not only grateful for water, but I'm noticing more and more all the things that I'm grateful for. Mm-hmm. That's like a three second meditation right there. Okay. Yeah. Cause you're being present 
you're thinking about something that is bringing you peace and and happiness and pleasure and it really internalizes so you could do that like I do with my kids look at this bread what what did it take to get here and so we talk about the farmers we talk about right. the people that work at the store we talk about dad who who worked so hard to earn the money so we could buy it mm-hmm. and then of course one of my sons will be like and Jesus had to make it too <laughs> you know and so it brings everything in and we're all yeah. at the table laughing and we're having this moment of connecting and we're also feeling gratitude and it's really been changing i've seen the mindset of my kids and also parent you know us as parents and uh, Harvard's been doing, you know, studies on gratitude as well. And they found that, you know, kids that are pessimists, they need this. They need to bring gratitude into their lives. Yep. And even adults that are in their 80s, if they practice gratitude, can go from a pessimist lifestyle to being optimists. Mm-hmm. So even, you know, even someone who's been a pessimist most of their life can change. Mm-hmm. So gratitude is ginormous. It's huge. Yeah. And... And I think that expressing gratitude in the workplace can make a huge difference in someone's day because you are there, uh, you know, if you work just like 40 hours a week, you're there in a year, 2,080 hours a, a year. Oh, wow. <laughs> so if Yay. you personally, <laughs> right? I'm, thinking, I'm crunching the numbers right now. <laughs> I haven't even started corporate life yet. Right? Or if you're at school. Good. School's yeah, a or, job. Or school, yeah. You know? Well, school is a job. Sense. It is a full-time job. Plus, you know, plus more. And so you guys are there. Mm-hmm. What if everyone came up to you and was like, Christian, you are doing an amazing job. I am so grateful for how much you are just, you know, producing right now. Your comments are so amazing in class and you're really contributing. Thank you so much. And Enoch, you are just really innovative and we need you here. And if you got that like three times a day, wouldn't you want to come back to work? And how much time did that take? I just took like 10 seconds Mm -hmm. and I just bumped you guys up. And you want to come back to work tomorrow because you feel appreciated. Right. Absolutely. Could I ask you this? Yeah. So, well, I guess I, I should paraphrase. Sorry. I should start off with saying that I, I'm completely in the dark when it comes to mental health. Like, okay. I've never dealt with it. No one in my family's dealt with it as far as, like, not knowing, anyway. Okay. Um, but I was talking to a friend, and I want to say this was about a year ago, our roommate, Benson. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And he, he said something interesting. He said, because I guess my family is more old school mm-hmm. in the way we do things in the South. And, you know, it's just kind of things move slower down there as far as. Yeah, I understand. Um, but he was saying, like, t- in today's society, it's okay. But back then, it, w- it didn't, I guess it didn't, like, hmm. How to, how to say it, I guess. It didn't maybe exist? No, like people... it existed. It just it didn't cause for mental health. Like, the, almost like there was no time or, or, or... Or there wasn't even an issue. Right. So it, like, people didn't even talk about it. It wasn't an issue. So why are we even making a big deal of it now? Like, that kind of thing? Or... or no, well, maybe, like, like lifestyle didn't... Uh, hmm. Yeah, uh, the word. I just can't think of what the word. You? Anyway, yeah, the lifestyle didn't call for, for there to be any mental health, if that makes any sense. Awareness. I mean, like, like if you were a farmer, okay. you know, you go outside every day, right. you farm, you yeah. know, and that's what you do. Um, and you have to do it, right? Because mm-hmm. it almost produces, you know, your food and your living and things like that. And uh, 
he was saying, you know, you didn't have time to kind of like be concerned with health and your, your mental state. You just had to keep doing it to keep providing, mm-hmm. to keep going and go. You know, it was just a, a push life. You know, it was just yeah. you have to do it. You know, this the rigor and, uh, you know, the corporate lifestyle back in the day, how it was more do your job, grindstone, right. work, mm-hmm. you know, things like that. You know, and if, if if you did have these problems, you know, it's not on our dollar, you know, so it didn't, it didn't right. call for, you, you know what no, I mean? No, I understand that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Meg, it's kind of interesting. My husband's from Italy, and a lot of people in Italy do not get the job that they want, but they're like, I have a job. Mm-hmm. Right. Where when he moved here, he's actually been more unhappy because there's this dream that I can have any job I want. So you're actually more unhappy because yeah. there's more choices, choices right? The, the paradox, Expect- paradox, yeah. paradox, paradox choice right? Yeah. Issue. yeah. So like you know that type of expectations, mm-hmm. um, choices, too many choices, and I find that you know a lot of millennials, or I don't want to place you know ages or anything, but a lot of even the newer generation. They only stay in a job for a year or two, and they actually say, I'm here just to gain more skills, and then I'm moving on. Mm-hmm. There's not this idea of, I just have this job, and I'm going to stick with this, and this is what I do. Mm-hmm. And I do it not for the pleasure. I do it because this is what I do. Now right. we're all about joy, pleasure-seeking, but it can become a true paradox, for sure, where we feel entitled mm-hmm. to have everything and anything that we want, to the point that we become unhappy. But we can be happy, and I do believe in abundance. I do believe that we can bring everything into our lives. But I do believe that there's a fine line between um, being unhappy and not grateful for what we do not have and being happy and grateful for what we do have. And I think farmers just didn't even have back in the day or people that worked back in the day didn't even think about the possibility of any other option right exactly yeah even as a child you know absolutely yeah so there wasn't even an option now that we have the option what is super important is that during what we are going through right now what we think about is what we see Mm -hmm. our bodies viscerally and emotionally and just completely physically whatever our mind is focused on our body thinks is real Mm -hmm. so like if i say you guys, I just ate this most amazing pickle, and I have one. I, I you know, it's right here. I'm gonna have you guys eat it. Right. Does your mouth start to salivate a little bit? Because mm-hmm. you just thought it. So your body right. reacts to the thought of a pickle. I mean, mm-hmm. how crazy is that? So if you guys are thinking about, you know, oh my gosh, all these people are out to get me. Uh, I'm gonna get fired tomorrow. You start seeing all the signs of I'm gonna get fired tomorrow instead of. All these people love me. I'm appreciated here. Mm -hmm. You know, I'm so blessed to be here. I'm so fortunate to have this job. I am so talented. If you have that in your mindset, your body reacts in a different way than if the Mm out-to-get-you conspiracy theory kind of mindset. Yeah, absolutely. Um, And kind of going off of that, just thinking of your idea of Dr. Farmer and how he, you know, he didn't have time to think about his mental state because he had to survive. Like, he had Mm -hmm. to prepare for his family. Um, and how our society has become more automated. Our, we've made huge advances in technology. And one of the advances from that is the idea of connectivity, quote-unquote. The, the idea of social media. That's a mm-hmm. huge... That has been a huge impact. And I think that has been one of the main contributing factors to why mental health yeah. has become such... Yeah. Uh, I don't know, an issue or just being aware of it. Because I know for myself... Um, 
So for example, like I, I recently graduated and I was trying to find a job mm-hmm. and you know, LinkedIn is a great platform to find connections and to find information about businesses. And what was interesting though is a lot of times when I do that though, you know, I'd see friends post about, oh, look, I just got accepted this one position or I did this. And I'm thinking to myself, dang, like, what's wrong with me? Like, what's going on? Like, <laughs> how are people finding all these positions and all, like, like they, they were so happy in which I, you know, I, I was sort of happy for them. But at the same time, I was frustrated with myself mm-hmm. um, of being, okay, why, like what you said, a little bit of entitlement mm-hmm. for sure. Of like, why why don't I have this opportunity, or what am I doing different or wrong that other people are doing right? Um, and I don't think that's LinkedIn's purpose is for us to compare ourselves with other people and say, hey, I'm better because I have this position or or whatever. But I feel like it is a natural byproduct of a, a social media platform to compare yourself and usually give yourself the shorter end of the stick um, as a result. So. Things like Facebook, Instagram, we, we are constantly bombarded by different opportunities that people are, are having. And then we look at ourselves, and if we're not experiencing those things, we're like, okay, there's something wrong with us. Um, and that can obviously translate into you know, like the workforce and just having those opportunities to, to grow and advance. So that's kind of my, my spiel about just, you know, why there is that you know that you were asking yeah. why there is that mm-hmm. sudden rise and maybe even why millennials think oh this is just a job for a, a higher a, like a, a higher job position or whatever um how long you plan on being a culture <laughs> <laughs> no I'm gonna see, that's that's just interesting things um I wanna bring that up um the idea with companies cause I feel like companies Newer companies are beginning to realize the the millennial mindset, quote unquote. Yeah, it's just where the the job it, it isn't just a job anymore to to us. It's a lifestyle. It's values that we want to have, and we want the company to also have. Mm-hmm. We want companies to be socially responsible. We want companies to be environmentally friendly. Mm-hmm. A lot, a lot of them. Um, so when we work at these jobs, it's kind of more of a representation of who we are mm-hmm. so when we say oh where do you work at we and you say oh I work at Qualtrics or I work at this place we kind of identify ourselves as as part of that company and we we hopefully have those those values mm-hmm. um, and I think companies are beginning to realize especially with their the consumer base of millennials they need to show that they need to show millennials that they care about these issues that they care about. Um, and that's what I really like about Qualtrics um, is their idea of not only, you know, making sure that employees are efficient, that they are doing their best, but creating that environment, creating that act, act of gratitude per se, like really appreciating what people bring to the table and letting them know, hey, you know, you, you are contributing to the success of this company. Um, it's not just punching in a your, your time card and you're like, okay, well, I got to just do eight hours and that's it. And then, you know, hopefully in a year or two, I'll get a promotion and that'll make me more money and stuff. Cause yeah, at least for me, I'm, I'm, you know, money is great. Um, but I am more driven by the impact that I have. I guess I'm the classic millennial 
in that idea. Yeah, no, you are. And but. it's interesting because uh, Patagonia, one of their main purposes is, you know, they giving purpose brings profit. Mm-hmm. And, and you know, they Absolutely. were able to quadruple their profit since 2008. Wow. Okay. And, um, you know, wow. so... Yeah. And another thing, you know, with, like, Zappos... Um, they make yep. it really uh, Zappos. Like you know, Zappos.com is a shoe, shoe company. company. Yeah. They have really good customer service. They have really good customer service, yeah. but their employees are super and happy because even their CEO is on the same floor as them. He doesn't yeah. have an office. And the whole idea is about community, and they make their own community. Mm-hmm. And and so, you know, with all of what's going on now with giving purpose, um making it so that a workplace is a place where you can be vulnerable. Mm-hmm. In fact, there's a lot about emotional intelligence right now. Right. Uh, CEOs and HRs all getting trained on emotional intelligence is because we're trying to make a place where people feel safe, where they can express their emotions, can get a little, you know, messy at times. Right. But w- people are trying to bring their whole self to work, not just, like, check their emotions at the door. And that used to be what it used to be. Right, yeah. Right? Check it at the door. Yeah. And I had a few people in my my pilot study saying, no, emotions aren't meant to be here. Like, you're here to work. And that was, you know, it was really interesting to see that because most people are like, you know, work is hard. I don't have enough time to do everything. I feel really stressed out. Right. And I just wish I had a little bit of time to do something. And that's what's so interesting was that 50% wanting just gratitude expressed. I just want to be seen as a human being. Absolutely. I want to feel home away from home. And I think that can be made in a corporation with just a few little tweaks. Okay. And... It's so simple. It just, you know, it just takes a little bit of recognizing that we're all here to help each other. We're all human. We all want to contribute. We all want to be appreciated. Whether it's the person that's cleaning the building Mm -hmm. or the president or CEO. Everybody is there for a purpose. And it's not just to make money. Because if we're all there just to make money, then our lives would really suck. Yeah, for sure. We wouldn't be fulfilled. Um, But yeah, I feel like it's not just a, like a hippy dippy, oh, you make your employees feel good. It has like business impact. Like what you mentioned before with those companies, like your, the way you treat your employees will be a similar way they're going to treat your customers. Absolutely. So if you're having unhappy employees, like I've I've been in that situation. I worked at a call center before. Yeah, me too. And (laughs) it was rough. Let me tell you, like I struggled near the end. I was like, oh my goodness. Um, (laughs) We won't go there. Yeah. It's a sensitive issue. But, but yeah, like I just at near the end and don't get me wrong. Like, I think they were trying their best, but in the end, I just felt like I was a robot. Like, I was just Mm -hmm. taking all these calls after calls after calls, and I just didn't really display that empathy. And I remember, like, like one particular call, this lady pretty much called me out on, like, hey... (sighs) I can tell you do not like being there. And I'm like, really? What gave you that impression or something? Um, which is sad because, you know, I, I really do care about, you know, trying to provide a really good customer experience. But if you don't have that kind of workplace culture or way of, you know, actively expressing gratitude to people, then it's going to harm their, their ability to work. Mm-hmm. Um, and kind of like to follow up with that, have you seen more companies realizing this issue and they're they're moving towards that or are they just still kind of like eh, that's like too much that's like wasting 
company money or resources to talk about the, the issue. It's like it doesn't really exist. I think the big companies are doing. I mean, Google formed their own, you know, their own mental wellness program, uh-huh. and a few other companies adopted a similar program as Google. Okay. I feel like smaller businesses are kind of catching on. There's a lot of businesses, um, like actually a bigger business would be Adobe. They have a women's, you know, they have different individual groups that congregate together. Mm-hmm. But as far as a mental wellness group, like Amazon doesn't have anything in place for that. That's interesting. And I'll be going to speak there in September to a group of 6,000 employees that are, it's called Mamazonian. Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. And so their group of employees actually came together with a similar need, which is their parents, uh-huh. you know, and they're just trying to support each other through being parents and being employed at Amazon. And so I'm going to go there and talk to them about active gratitude. But I feel like a lot of the companies now have like Taco Tuesday and Bagel Wednesday yeah. and ping pong tables. Right. Uh, but that's also like, oh, let's go push it off and go work, work, work yeah. and play instead of how about we have an eight week mindfulness training mm-hmm. like what right. I provide for corporations. Mm-hmm. Or how about I come in and I evaluate with a survey or a pilot study and show you what your employees actually want. Mm-hmm. And every single dollar spent on an employee for mental wellness actually saves a company $4 from the presenteeism and the ab- mm-hmm. absenteeism. Interesting. Uh, because if someone's there and they're not enjoying their job, they're going to do a really cruddy job. Right, yeah. yeah. For sure. Like what you mentioned. Mm-hmm. And you can actually be on calls like at Zappos. It's not like they're, you know, selling shoes house to house they're actually on the computer typing or they're doing phone calls and these guys are having a blast right it's not you know the type of business plan for everybody but you can have a business plan that can incorporate this environment where people are just able to thrive Mm -hmm. and it's showing i care about you you know and it's not like i said about taco tuesday and free soda drinks right yeah on the call floor yep because that gets old yeah. quickly so. I was going to say you, I remember you were saying that about the pool table or mm-hmm. something like that at the, the call center you were working at that's where you bought the pool stick yeah <laughs> yeah. yeah like it, it's nice for a while but after yeah. after you know a couple months you're just like oh cool yeah it might get you it's, hired might bring you in and they're like look at what we have and you're like right. yes I'm yeah. going to apply here mm-hmm. and then after a while yeah it, yeah. it does get old and, and the sad thing, kind of, I, the I feel like a, the bigger companies or newer companies, more innovative, they have those open desks. I think we were talking about yeah. that before. <laughs> right? I was like, after after that call center job, I was like, I do not want to work in a cubicle um, because it isolates you from everyone, and like you don't feel like you're connected with anyone. And the problem with that, of course, is you you can't collaborate with people, you can't innovate, mm-hmm. um, and especially in today's world things are changing so fast and you have to adapt constantly Mm -hmm. so if you're all fragmented like obviously that's not gonna be very well for your your company's future i feel like you just form an assembly line of people yeah (laughs) okay (laughs) well that's you know assembly line that's a really good point there is a company called edwards life sciences hq and they're in sandy uh-huh. And I just went to a public speaking course at the U of U, and there were about six employees. Mm-hmm. They're all, it was a women's course. There were six or seven employees represented from this company. And I found that just to be amazing. Mm-hmm. The majority were all from this company. Some of them were part of the assembly line. Mm-hmm. These guys right. do uh, heart valves. Oh, so wow. it's an engineering company. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, 
And they invest in their employees. And everybody that talked about this company just said, oh, I heard they're an amazing company. Right. They've, uh, you know, the employees can go up to HR and present something and say, this is what I want to propose for our company to do. And sometimes they approve it, sometimes they don't. Mm-hmm. You know, they approved for even pregnancy parking spots for women that are, you know, pregnant. They approved for paternity leave, six-week paid. Um, right. They approved for... The other women, you know, the women that have babies to have a longer time for um, to have maternity leave, bereavement leave if someone passes away. Mm-hmm. Um, they listen to their employees. They invest in them yeah. through training, through education. And, I mean, if you're working on assembly line, you're going to get tired. You're going to yeah. be... Feet if your brain. feet, your arms, yeah. your mm-hmm. brain, you're just... you. But you have to be on point, especially right. with something like heart valves that yeah. is so yeah. important. Yeah. 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 Seriously. And so <sighs> mindfulness, uh, gratitude, having people that are really invested in being able to mentally be there is so important. And I feel like not just with you know the importance of heart valves, but let's say that... You're a company that is doing, you know, you're always on the computer mm-hmm. and you're working with high security, cybersecurity or something, yeah. or aviation or, you know, firemen, yeah. right. um, you know, where you're dealing with high trauma all the time, um, teachers, principals, mm-hmm. anybody that's facing uh, high, high points of stress which can be anyone because outside of work you're f- facing stress as well. Right. And you bring it to the workplace. Right. So anybody can b- benefit from gratitude, from mindfulness, mm-hmm. from practicing the essence of awe. Uh, everyone can benefit from this. And I know that personally because I've, you know, practiced it myself. Mm-hmm. And then I just see how those that I've taught this, they'll come back to me and say, you know, it's really helped me. It's uh, made a difference in my life. In fact, I had one... Um, I had one client call me, and I ran her through a five-minute meditation. And uh, this is what she said. Oh, right, yes. (laughs) We'll do even a shorter one. But she she literally said, this gave me more peace and more. I felt more relaxed than a whole hour of yoga. Oh, wow. And I personally... (laughs) Probably less pain, too. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, she wasn't sore out there. I know. That's yeah, the thing that gets me the yoga. I personally, you know, I am 100% in favor of yoga. Like, yoga is super important. It gets mm-hmm. you, your right. body moving. Mm-hmm. It, you know, not just mind, but body. You've got to right. release with sure. your body, too. So exercise, yoga, find a form to release physically. But mentally, sure. you also need to work on, mm-hmm. on being present. So I would absolutely love to run you through a small little tiny... Meditation. Oh, Absolutely. I'm excited. Okay. Yeah, this is interesting. All right. Oh, I love that Enix is already taking a deep breath. Yeah. That's, like, what, yeah. that's what we're going to uh, do. We fit, Charlie? Yeah. <laughs> we fit? Okay. Yeah. Something like, oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Sorry. All right. Cue the music. Oh, wait. You guys. Oh, I'm just joking. <laughs> okay. We could add that in post production. Okay. So, what I would like you guys to do, or anyone that's listening, First of all, you can either lay down or sit up straight. Okay. You can do crisscross applesauce or just sit up in your chair. You can do this at work, at home, when you're going to bed, or even when you're waking up to start your day. So you're going to take in a really deep breath through your nose and out through your mouth and close your eyes. And breathe in. And breathe out. 
I'd like you to keep breathing. Slowly and surely. While you breathe, I would like you to imagine yourself in a place of safety and peace. Imagine someone who brings you the most joy or the most feelings of love. Or a moment in your life where you have felt peace and joy wonder and awe breathe in breathe out allow your mind to rest the air to pass from your mind down through your shoulders through your torso down your legs and out of your feet if any thoughts come racing recognize them You will get to them after this meditation. Feel the love and the peace. Feel the energy that it brings to you. Bring your hands to your heart. Breathe in one last time deeply and release and open your eyes. I feel good. <laughs> yep. Yeah. I've never done that before. Yeah. yeah. Seems good. It's a really good way to get yourself to fall asleep. It's a really good way if you're having an anxiety attack to stop yourself. Mm -hmm. Negative thoughts racing through your head. I can't get enough done. My boss is going to walk in any moment. Mm -hmm. um, my wife or my husband's really upset at me. My kids are just driving me crazy. Um, I'm not enough. You know, I'm not. I, men feel that as well, not just women. Mm -hmm. I'm not enough. You are enough. You are each a powerful and important person. Every single one of you has something to contribute. And what it takes is being able to center yourself and reach that power within. And to reach that power within, you need to be able to find that peace. And to find that peace, you just need to breathe. I like that. That's awesome. Breathe. Yeah. Gonna use that when I start dating. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I, I had a question about that. Um, well, maybe we can fit it in real fast. Okay. Um, 
So I was going to ask, what, so this is something that always crosses my mind as far as, because I often try to help my friends out with dating and things like that, but, but one thing I've come to think about like a ton is with the, I guess, I don't know if it's the emergence, but, you know, women are becoming more and more, they're becoming more individualistic, mm-hmm. I guess. Um, not in a sense of, you know, I don't know, they, they, they feel independent, like, as far as they don't need certain things in their life, and one of those things could be a relationship with mm-hmm. a man, you know what I mean? And, and one of the things I was thinking, like, that could have an effect on men as far as, like, a niche, you know, as being... Because for me, growing up, I've, I was always in the mindset of I need to be the provider or I need to be the, you know, the, the, the protector and, and things like that. Um, but with the, with the increase of, of women being more independent, um, do you think, and I don't know if it's, it's accurate, but how that would just play <laughs> an effect on one, on a man's psyche, on a man's, you know, his manhood, I guess you can say, his masculinity as far as not being useful, you know? Well, I don't think it means that you're not useful. What I see is there's a huge swing in women's empowerment. Mm-hmm. Like the mm-hmm. pendulum has swung so far that I do believe men are being left behind and don't know how to cope or, you know, where to go with that. Right. But it's actually, it can be a very beautiful thing because the more a woman, in a way, doesn't quote-unquote need a man, she wants a man. Mm-hmm. I think that it's a very beautiful and powerful relationship because I personally used to be, and I still tend to go towards this um, mm-hmm. codependent, where I need, 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 and it can be mm-hmm. very heavy on a man. Mm-hmm. Instead, the more I come to being independent and more empowered and more believing in myself, mm-hmm. our relationship is evolving to be very beautiful because I don't. I just need and want him to be in my life. And the more I want him to be in my life and don't need him, the more confident I am and the more confident he is that I want him there. And so there's not this, oh, she only has me because I make money. Mm-hmm. She has me here because right. she wants me. Mm-hmm. And so actually I think it even, can be even more beautiful. Mm-hmm. And I think men can recognize that having a powerful woman next to his side is so beautiful she accepted me and for a woman to have a powerful man next to her he wanted me he accepted me and in my yoga courses i have this yoga therapist who's absolutely amazing saraya hoffman i'm gonna give her a shout out at back pocket yoga um she teaches us to be a whole pizza and <laughs> she has this pizza analogy, which I love because my husband's Italian and I actually <laughs> I actually teach yeah. Italian cooking classes. Oh. So, you know, like I can totally relate with this, but you should always have your own whole pizza. And you can have pizzas in reserve. Yeah. And if someone right. wants your pizza, you're like, no, I can share, you know, maybe a piece of my pepperoni with you. Mm-hmm. Or I don't do pineapple. I actually don't do pepperoni either. But, you know, I'll share right. some basil. I'll share some my mozzarella or something. But you don't get my yeah. You don't get my you know you don't get my pizza, and he should have his old pizza as well. But if you start pulling pieces of the pizza away, then you don't have enough to give. Mm -hmm. And so I think that's where you know, if the women though get too much of the mindset that I don't need a man and I don't want a relationship, I personally don't feel like that is healthy. 
Um, Because I think that together, a man and a woman create such a beautiful and powerful um, force. And and I have felt it in my life. Like my husband right now is absolutely amazing and beautiful. And when he's on point and I'm on point, there's no stopping us. Right, for sure. And I think that that idea of interdependency is kind of maybe the the goal of a a relationship where, you know, you are your own person and they're their own person, but together, like the sum is greater than its parts. I love that. That's beautiful. Um, Yeah. But yeah. Beautiful. Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) And I didn't grow up that way. And so it's been a really long, you know, long road for me to get and I'm still working on it. Right. Because subconsciously, it's like, reach for him. Yeah, I yeah. need him. Right, yeah. It's but the yeah. more I work on myself, the more I educate myself, the more I'm working on KP Speaks and finding fulfillment in that, it's it's amazing. The more I feel that I want him in my life, and the more we're both feeling free, but free to be together. Mm-hmm. Instead of this, I have to, I have to, I have to. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. Um, but yeah, once again, we appreciate you being on the show. Um, would you like to just give people information? As yeah, where absolutely. Can yeah. Where, where can we? Absolutely. So you can find you? me online. My website is kp-speaks.com. Okay. And then that's where my pilot study is found. Mm-hmm. And I'm also on Instagram and it's kpspeaks underscore. So at kpspeaks underscore. And I'm... Yeah, I'm present there on Instagram. My website is where you can find information about where I'm speaking. In fact, this Wednesday, well, I don't know when you guys post this. When do you? Today is what, Monday? Yeah. It should probably should be. It would be posted by Wednesday. Yeah, we can. All right. We can. Well, if not, then yeah. Wednesday, <laughs> the 26th of September, I'm mm-hmm. speaking in Provo. Okay. And uh, on my website, you can go to speaking and uh-huh. scroll down and subscribe and uh, register. It's a free event in Provo okay. at six nice. thirty p.m. And I'll be I'll be running some active gratitude and working about the essence of awe and living life victoriously. And men and women are invited, uh, ages fourteen and up. Okay, nice. that's, that's awesome. Yeah. And just just in case, when's your next speaking event? Is it is it local or that one will not? Nope, that will be up in at Amazon. And oh, then okay. I'm yeah. in the works with one in November somewhere local, but okay. Okay. I'll be just listing it as it goes. So okay, nice. Yeah, and we'll we'll put your link up on okay. uh, on the page. And Absolutely, yeah, yeah. Great. So people can access you. Easy. I appreciate that. We appreciate you. Come yeah, on. thank this you again is, so much. For, yeah, I'm like, <laughs> thank you. Well rounded. Yeah, such a great conquer life. Like yeah. best you know, it's yeah. funny. I hear a lot of Bryce's. I don't know. I, like, I felt like when you just spoke, when I asked you that question, uh-huh. I, it was almost like Bryce. Like, he just said a lot of... He would say a lot of similar things as you just said. Well, he has a brown head in the face. Yeah, yeah he's like, run, <laughs> runs in the family, you know? So. Was that a I don't think was. so. Oh. <laughs> yeah, there's three brown heads out of the eight kids, and uh, we have very similar, you know, traits. But yeah. Bryce, my brother on the, you know, noble bodies, he's a very intelligent, very yeah. touchy-filly guy, and yeah. I love him. In fact, he's been... He's one of the sensitive... Uh, also a brown haired trait one one of the family and you know men I think men are just absolutely amazing you guys are underrepresented the pendulum needs to swing back we're the forgotten ones (laughs) you know it's time for men empowerment yeah it is because women are empowered women are empowered 
equality. There we it's go. time to bring the pendulum back to equilibrium. That's what okay. I think. She I, said you know? it, so. Yeah, that was yeah. So I'm a woman, <laughs> yep. and I'm saying it. It's time for everyone to be human beings and be represented that. and just work on mental health as a whole for everyone. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. And you taught me so much about mental health today. Because like yeah. I said, uh, usually I talk a lot, but today I just was all ears. Just Thank listening. you. Yeah. Well, it was your intervention. Yeah. <laughs> you feel <laughs> intervening? I do, and I feel at peace. You know, oh, that's, good. that's a good one. Until I go back to work. <laughs> <laughs> Just take that deep breath. Yeah, yeah. 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 And imagine your girlfriend. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You'll be good. Happy switch. Oh, no. Oh, she's not listening. <laughs> Just kidding. All right, guys. Thanks again for listening. We'll, uh, we'll talk to you next time. Bye. All right. Absolutely nothing.